Hey, what's up, all you motorcycle enthusiasts? D Woods, and welcome back to another mile post of the V Twin Life where we talk motorcycles powered by those V Twins, what feels are passionate about it. Hey, and why we enjoy it so much. This episode of the V Twin Life is sponsored by that Northwest brand, Crash In Clothing. You can find them on the World Wide Web at crashinclothing.com and on Instagram at crash underscore inc. And don't forget, if you're on that website, order yourself some crash gear. We got that promo code crash one. All uppercase letters, you won't find that promo code anywhere else on our social media. It's just right here in the V-Twin Life, little way of us saying thank you for tuning in and your support with the podcast. And also, hey, if you're in that northwest corner of Oregon, you can go down to Paradise Harley-Davidson, where they do have Crash Inc. on the shelves, and you can also pick it up there. And anybody in the market for new windshield, hey, long ride windshields, maybe they got what you're looking for. You can check them out at longrideshields.com. And if you find something you like, whether you're, you know, some merchandise, a new windshield, the V-Twin Life 15 will save you 15% off site-wide anything long ride shells. So, hey, what are you waiting for? Check it out. Maybe they got something you like. So now let's twist the throttle and get into this mile post with mile post 32 with a guy named Dustin Arledge, also known in the motorcycle world as Diesel. Hey, this guy is a iron butt veteran. He's actually the winner of the Hoka Hay 2020. And I got to say, just competing in the Hoka Hay and even finishing the event is monumental. But when you can come in, you actually be the winner. Dude, my hat's off. That is absolutely awesome. This guy is one of our veterans, something that I hold high and dear to my heart. He's a medically retired combat veteran of the United States Marine Corps. And dude, the guy loves riding miles. He is now raising money for honoring our veterans through his charity rides and all of his rides he's doing. So, hey, let's find more out with Diesel. Let's jump into my post 32 with Diesel. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, how you doing? Good, man. Hey, thanks for coming on and uh, coming to talk some bikes and letting us dive into your world of riding and, and help a, uh, help get you out in the world of motorcycles and, and promote, you know, what you're doing to help, you know, one of our national treasures to me, which is our military veterans. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Heck yeah. And I got to say, man, congrats on the 2020 Hoka. Hey, like I said, I think, you know, I've been a fan of it for a good number of years. It's kind of one of those things that I would like to do. You know, I have a goal. It's, you know, can I even finish it? That's, that's you know, my biggest goal. But, you know, I, I actually followed the 2020 year. I was watching the trackers, watching you and Riot. I was following K-Solo. And, man, it's the amount of miles that you guys put down to some, I mean, in, in certain days, it, it was unreal. And, you know, for you winning it, man, dude, my hat's off to you. That is absolutely awesome because that is one hell of an endurance race. And, you know, if some people don't quite understand the Hoka Hay, we'll let Diesel, as we get into this, kind of explain it. Because it's not your average run-of-the-mill motorcycle ride. It definitely isn't. <laughs> and you having the first-hand knowledge, I think, you know, you know, if you want to kind of dive into that a little bit, let people know what's up. Because, yeah, that is some serious endurance mentally, physically. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was a little... Uh... I guess you could say nervous going into the whole entire situation. Uh, me and Riot actually talked, I think it was uh, in 2015 about possibly doing it. There was like three of us that were going to do it. And he ended up uh, doing it in 2018. 
And I think he got fourth or fifth place uh, that year. And, you know, looking back at it now, it's like, man, I'm so glad I didn't uh, do it then because I didn't have anything together. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean. Uh, going off, you know, kind of going off the rip there. Yeah, I didn't really know what to expect. Yeah, I was kind of a little nervous when it came to uh, the directions and what. Uh, you know, once we did get the directions, you know, like the third one down pretty much was like, yeah, you're going to you know, be on this highway for 850 miles. I'm like, sweet, you know, that gives me time to really realize, you know, how to read this thing. <laughs> and Wright's first reaction was like, no, that's the hardest part. <laughs> because next thing you know, you're going down this road and, you know, it ventures off you know and you know snags in with like 26 and you're running with 26 for a minute and then all of a sudden the road you're on cuts off you know with 86 or something like that so it it definitely uh plays with your mind you know you end up getting lost the first day i got lost plenty of times i actually passed riot uh i think a couple times going opposite ways because i thought i was going the right way and ended up going the wrong way so there's man there's so many things we could talk about with that with just the hoka hay in itself definitely no doubt it. yeah so you know as i like to do with everybody where did motorcycle got any certain you know, questions or anything that you'd yeah, like to what, know well yeah kind of you know where did motorcycles come into come into life for you know where'd you pick up the passion for riding uh, my dad's been riding, uh, you know, pretty much most of his life. Yeah. He raced motocross at a young age, was a pro rider for a little bit, you know, back, uh, Roger DeCock, you know, going to Honda Hills and, uh, in Ohio there. So I kind of grew up, you know, going to the racetrack and stuff like that. You know, my grandma was in charge of the concession stand. And, you know, I think I, I know as a, you know, an infant, you know, my dad put me on the bike multiple times. Uh, then I think my first, one of my first few rides, I was definitely around three. Then a couple of years later, my dad got all three of us boys, a KX 65. And of course, learning how to ride right off the rip, uh, <laughs> you know, it was, it was definitely harder than I thought, uh, you know, the first time I got on a bike, you know, he tells me to ease on the throttle, ease on letting out the clutch. And of course, you know, I just full throttle send it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but no, then uh, we got into race motocross and I raced motocross pretty much till I went into the Marine Corps. Then once I was in the Marine Corps, uh, yeah, I ended up getting a crotch rocket and you know, going out towards like Deals Gap and stuff like that, having fun. And then once I got out of the Marine Corps, I ended up, uh, you know, finding the Boost Fighters Motorcycle Club and ended up becoming a member there and getting into Harleys. And man, I, I love riding. I couldn't imagine life without riding. Man, I, I absolutely agree with you. You know, no much like you. I mean, I started young and kind of <clears throat> did the motocross thing for a while and got in a gnarly wreck and ended up having my head reconstructed and I went to hill climbing because to me in my head it it was safer 
you know, instead of motocross where I got 10 guys to the front of me, left, right behind me, I was racing a clock on a hill and man, I absolutely loved it. It was a adrenaline rush from nowhere. It was awesome. I loved it. And, you know, I think I was 20 when I found the road, you know, first bike was a Honda and did the old Honda Sabre. Then I went to a, you know, sport bike and I had a long commute where I was working out West here in Washington. And, you know, I was, it was a nice long twisty road and it is kind of popular for motorcycles. And it got to the point where I was just doing it too fast. Like, dude, you know, I got a family now and this thing's going to end up hurting me if I don't do something. Then I I went to the cruisers and then, you know, a little bit later, you know, landed on the Harley and man, it's, you know, for me, I I don't care what a guy's riding. If a guy wants to ride a Honda Suzuki Kawasaki, you know, I don't care. I'm not going to look down upon anybody. It's like, you know what? We're all riding for the same reason. You know, I'll ride with anybody and we all just want to enjoy it and get the, the two wheel therapy and throttle therapy and just enjoy the road. Oh, absolutely. We all love it for, you know, mostly the same reasons. Yeah. You know, some of us are a little probably more, uh, uh, daredevilish or (laughs) I'm trying to think of the word, uh, that I really want to use, but yeah, we all like going out there. And of course I did get a Harley thinking that I would slow down and, you know, in a extent I would, but then next thing you know, I end up, you know, getting ready for the hokey hay and stuff. And man, my bike's set up so much that, you know, I could, I could ride it like a cross rocket. You know, I got legend suspension. Yeah. You know, I got the uh, 14 in the back and plus two in the front. So raised my bike. <laughs> I remember going into the Hokahay and Wright would sit there and make fun of me because he's like, man, it looks like you're on a big wheel and I'm on this little bike. <laughs> <laughs> so it that's always a... gave him, him a kick out of that. But it's nice, well, though, because I don't drag my pegs when I go through uh, sharp curves and stuff. I don't have to worry about that because... You know, you probably know how it is, and you know most of you guys out there that do ride Harleys. You know, you account for certain corners, and for that to actually, you know, your floorboards be hidden. So, not having that worry was a beautiful thing for me when it came to doing the Hoka Hay. Yeah, I don't doubt that. You know, it's all part of customizing. You know, building bikes. You make that bike your own. You make that bike fit you. And I do have that problem. You know, I've. I found the floorboards of numerous times, but like with mine is slightly lowered because I took my road glide and actually put the rears off a street glide. So it actually dropped, you know, lowered mine a couple, an inch, maybe two, but uh, I like the look. I like the stance, how it sits. And I do want to upgrade in the near future to definitely some better suspension at some point. And, but you know, it's all part of the part of riding and having fun. Oh, Absolutely. And trust me, anything's better than stock. Yeah. Yeah, and I haven't ridden every brand, but, you know, for me, switching to Legends was the the best decision. You know, people ask me all the time, you know, what do you think helped you uh, win the Hoka Hay? And, you know, hands down, two things. You know, my Heist LEDs and my uh, my Legends suspension. You know, I was able to see at night... uh, you know, shit ton better. And then, you know, just the handling that my legend suspension did, man, it was outstanding. Oh, definitely at night. I mean, yeah, like I said, lighting is huge. What shocks are you running on the rear? 
they're the Revo Arcs. Okay. Right I've been, I was looking at the Revo. I was actually kind of looking at the Revo A's and whatnot, but it, it would be nice here. I don't know. Maybe this winter, you know, see how things go. I'd, I'd love to upgrade the suspension. That's one of the the upper echelons on my list. I want to do the bars here really soon, which nice thing with the road glides is, man, it's so much easier changing bars than versus the bat wings. Oh my God. Yes. I I will never go back to a bat wing. Nothing wrong with bat wings, you know, for all you guys that ride, but you know, for me, like even my beard, you know, any, I don't care what windshield I'd put on that thing. My beard would literally be in my eyeballs all the time. Yeah. I have the same matter what I tried to move. And, you know, when I went in, I actually went into the dealership to go get another uh, street glide. And I just asked the question. I was like, hey, how much is it, you know, from a street glide to a road glide? He said 500 bucks. I said, well, I can always go back if I don't like it. So here we go. And I will never go back. I love my road glide hands down. Oh, me too. And it's funny thing, you know, like one of my, I call my brother. We've been friends since, you know, we were teenagers and he moved to. Idaho and he just picked up a road glide like three days ago and he messaged me the that afternoon after buying he went for a ride he's like dude I totally understand how you can ride all day he goes man I I fucked up buying the heritage he goes I should have bought this he's like man I tried telling you dude (laughs) once you go to that shark nose buddy it's it's game over and you're done you'll never switch he's like fuck he's like oh yeah well, people get in their mind, you know, like, oh, well, you know, the fairing don't go with you. You know, it's going to be weird. But you ride it for a couple of days, you don't even notice it anymore. Like, yeah, especially now that I've had like three road glides. Actually, I'm fixing to uh, possibly trade mine in to get ready for the next Hoka Hay and stuff. You know, have a fresh bike. You know, we definitely uh, put some some work on these bikes, you know, doing the Hoka Hay. That's for sure. There's, it's not often that you're on the bike for, you know, a span of, you know, 10 to 14 days and you're riding all day long and you're reaming through the gears. You know, you're going through the curviest roads in America, all across the country from state to state to state. So it's definitely a lot of work on the bike. (laughs) Well, there's days, I mean, what you had a few days, I mean, I could be, you know, off, but I mean, you rode, I mean, upwards of 20 hours in a day? Uh, actually, my U.S. fleet tracker, uh, you know, I can, you know, know how, like, of course, its mileage and my bike's mileage are off a little bit. But according to it, my run time for one day was 23 and a half hours. Jesus Christ. My run time for the motorcycle. So we yeah. we were definitely putting in some work, you know. Trust me, I've already had people like, oh, you know, he had to have been cheating and stuff like that. You know, like I had one night. Uh, where was <laughs> I? I think I was coming out of Colorado Springs, and you know, Fede and K Solo Gopher. Uh, I don't know if Riot was able to catch up then. I forget where he started having his uh, bike troubles, but. Once we were leaving uh, Colorado Springs, we're going straight east on this road. And next thing you know, across the entire horizon is you know, like some of the biggest lightning bolts. And trust me, here in Orlando, Florida, 
like around Florida is one of the biggest lightning strike like capital of like the world. So we get a lot of lightning here, but I'm telling you out there, those bolts were, it was like a wall of them of constant bolts. I wish I had gotten better video. Like I did get a video, but you, it don't tell how bad it was. So I ended up going through uh, needling through this uh, storm Everybody else actually stopped for the night because they thought it was going to be a bad storm. And, you know, I finally got through the storm and my bike had been making some, uh, some noises I didn't like. So I was like, you know, tonight I'm going to sacrifice. So I told myself I was, and I actually called a buddy to be like, Hey, help wake me up in an hour. Cause I knew he was, you know, working third shift. So I had an hour break that night i was like you know let me get to the next harley shop and if i need to either working on it i can try to get you know a couple snoozes in and that night i only slept for an hour you know some of these other guys are probably sleeping four to five hours a night you know sometimes it just takes self-sacrifice to to i guess come up front well that i mean <clears throat> not so much i mean yeah you're right the self-sacrifice but you know, you're, you're riding for a cause. You know I mean, you have a mission behind what you're doing, which, you know, I guess we can kind of dive into that for a minute. You know, you're riding for honoring our veterans, which is something I would imagine being as you're also, you know, a, a veteran from the Marine Corps, you're riding for them, which is something near and dear to your heart. And you're going to hold that tight. I mean, you have a goal of what you want to do and, you know, not so much you're raising money for them, but it's in Europe honored for basically what you're doing i guess is where i'm trying to go with it no i feel yeah i mean there's multiple different sides of that you know like yeah i was wounded uh in afghanistan uh after a couple years being back you know i was actually on a cross-country trip uh on my motorcycle and you know i had some things go on in my my account and money and stuff like that luckily the place i was going to one of my brothers in the club was actually going to the VA. So I had to stop in, you know, and be like, Hey, what's going on with this? And next thing you know, they're like, Hey, do you want to go out to this uh, thing? You know, Beatles going out there as well. You know, would you like to go? Of course, you know, my thoughts were like, okay, how much it going to cost me? Yeah. That's just me and myself. You know, I always think that stuff (laughs) and they're like, no, you know, it's for combat veterans and whatnot. You know, it's all paid for as long as it gets approved through uh, the organization. And not an hour later, hey, you're approved. Uh, I know you're on a, a trip. Where would you like to fly out of? I said, well, I'd like to get all the way back home. And it was actually a photography workshop. And uh, I never really, other than a cell phone or a small camera, I never really thought too much of, you know, photography at all. But me going out there, actually, I ended up falling in love with photography, and uh, I came back and went to photography school. That's awesome. So the organization means a lot to me because, you know, in a sense, it uh, opened my eyes to more of the smaller details of life, you know, especially with photography. So it opened my eyes a lot and uh, helped change me, you know, as a man and my character. So 
at the very least, when I was signing up for, you know, the whole Hoka Hey, they're like, hey, what organization, you know, do you plan on trying to raise money for? And they're the only ones that I can think of. And, you know, for me, it's an honor to give back to them, you know, knowing that that's what their whole entire mission is, is to help uh, wounded veterans, you know, wounded combat veterans. Yeah, and of course, that's not to take away from other veterans, but, you know, for the guys that went to combat, you know, we kind of need a little bit more because we're on the front line. We're seeing body parts. We're seeing dead people. We're going through some gnarly shit, you know, and a part of that, you know, there's plenty of days that, you know, I was up for a couple days at a time. You don't get rest. You know, luckily, there's sometimes adrenaline that kind of gets you going and keeps you up and I could take that back to the Hoka Hey too, you know, knowing that I had, you know, a hundred plus people behind me chasing me down, you know, gave me, you know, that adrenaline rush sometimes that I needed. So there's definitely, <laughs> there's a lot of, you know, heart into it. That's for sure. Uh, last, actually last bike week, I lost my uh, best friend. He ended up uh, getting a wreck in January. And when bike week came around, just randomly he had a, uh, a blood clot. Uh, so I think it's a pulmonary embolism and he ended up passing away. So it was somewhat of an emotional year. And I knew that he was really stoked on watching me in the ride. So, you know, even on my nights that I had, you know, hard times or, you know, I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? You know, I'd see a shooting star and I'd, I'd know that it was somebody and I'm not necessarily the biggest person that believes in God, but, you know, sometimes when you have those moments that you need to pick me up, I got those moments. So. And uh, I, I, I can understand exactly where you're coming, you know, where you're coming from for that. You know, with 16, 16, 17 months ago, I lost my best friend who was also my uncle. And I mean, he was there for me. You know, my whole, my parents were divorced when I was young and I, you know, still have my relationship now with my dad. I mean, it has always been awesome, but you know, my, when my parents were divorced, it was kind of a, an ugly one. And my uncle was kind of that middle person when, things were bad. You know, my parents were fighting back and forth when I was young, he was always there for me, you know, growing up. I mean, he was my uncle, but all through my, you know, teenage years, even till, you know, the day he passed, I mean, he was more than my uncle. I mean, he was my best friend. And when he passed, you know, of heart failure, it was, it was hard. And I, for me, I had never lost somebody that I was that close to. And, you know, what kind of what you're saying, you know, the things, what you, the little things you see, you know, like you, I mean, I'm not the, the largest religious person, but sometimes you see those little things and I can understand exactly where you're coming from. And, you know, it's like, I mean, on my nightstand, I got a shotgun shell with his ashes. And whenever I go ride, I mean, every ride I ever take, that shotgun shell always goes with me. I mean, I even... You know, I had a memorial patch made that is on the back of my vest and it's on the top of my back. And, you know, my uncle always had my back growing up and 
when I put that patch at the top of my vest, you know, my uncle always had my back and now he will forever always have my back. And I can relate to where you're coming from with that. Just from, you know, my experiences with, with what I went through and, you know, it's, I'd like to say it gets easier over time, but you know, I'm still, even, you know, coming up June is going to be two years and it's still, you know, I have those days where it sets me back and, you know, something, something small will happen. It's like, fuck, you know, or something cool happens. And it's like, fuck, you know, I just, I wish I could call and talk to him. You know what I wouldn't give for just one more, one more conversation, one more beer. Oh, absolutely. Trust me. You know, uh, we kind of got a, a funny tattoo together, you know, uh, right by your thumb and your pointer finger, you know, that says beer goes here. Yeah. We always drink beer together and, I don't know, one drunken night, I think it might have been even one of the hurricanes that we had, you know, came up with the idea, and then we, as soon as we could, we went and got it together, Yeah, then after he passed away, I put just one more on top of it, because that was one of the scenes that he would always get me at, (laughs) you know, be at the end of the night, and he's like, ah, no, just one more, you know, (laughs) And then we'll end up doing it back and forth and another six pack gone and <laughs> oh, yeah, the next I mean, day, then... you know, but I'm with you, you know, there's a lot of those times that, you know, like something exciting or something's going on in your life or even if it is sad, you know, you, you want to call that person and be like, Hey man, this is what's going on just because that was your person to talk to. And, right. you know, for, uh, and actually how I met him, his brother passed away, uh, in 2011 and I was good friends with him. And as we, you know, unfortunately he did die on his motorcycle, but as we laid at or stared at him under the sheet, you know, above him was a shooting star. So that to me was something significant and there was only three of us that seen that shooting star that night. So when I say that, when I seen a shooting star on the Hoka, Hey, it made me think about both of them just because of that shooting star. Yeah. And it, it lifted me up. And like you were saying about the bullet, uh, I got a bullet with both of their ashes actually on me right now. I wear it 24 seven now they're always with me and I also have a, another thing of ashes that I keep on the bike at all times as well. So, uh, they're always with us. Yeah. I, I know how it is. I've lost plenty of people, unfortunately, you know, in the Marine Corps, out of the Marine Corps and after the Marine Corps, you know, of course, I know you said that, uh, one of the guys that you did a, a podcast on, you know, was a vet as well. And, you know, the 22 kill stuff, you know, unfortunately we do lose people that, uh, you know, commit suicide and stuff like that. You know, just it's, it's hard. It, it like living in a civilian world where we go from, you know, action and stuff to coming back here to see half the nonsense that's going on in this country, especially in this day and age, like last year and this yeah. year. without getting into politics you know it really saddens me how sissified this uh country has gotten i dude i i agree with you 100 everybody's offended by everything it's it's crazy 
Yeah, and, and who you're talking about, that would be uh, Michael Nielsen, who has started his Two Wheels to Survive, which he's getting ready in June. He's leaving on roughly, say, uh 8,000-mile ride where he's going with Mission 22, and they're hitting 22 national parks on the West Coast doing that ride with Mission 22, which is pretty cool. And actually, you know, he was messaging me the other day. He just signed up for the Tour of Honor, which is kind of a a scavenger hunt deal that raises money for uh, veterans, first responders. And uh, there's one other group, which is on top of my tongue. I can't remember, but it's, you know, you pay, I think it's a uh, $125 and which, you know, all the entry fees and whatnot, it goes to different charities and it's kind of a scavenger hunt to mil- military uh, memorial sites. Memorials. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. actually thinking about uh, signing up. I think uh, April 1st is uh, when it starts. And then, yeah. you know, first and foremost, you worry about the state that you're in, like, especially if you're looking at any kind of, you know, trophy, you know, the first couple guys that, uh, you know, do all seven in your state, you know, get awards. And then, you know, I think it's from October 1st to October 30th, you know, whoever gets or visits the most sites and stuff like that. There's other awards like, you know, and I'm learning all this stuff you know through go home ken k solo hopper and some of these guys that already do some of even the iba stuff you know i'm still trying to learn a bunch of stuff you know to me the only thing i really knew you know for long distance stuff was uh you know the hoka hay you know but now i'm learning out that there's so much more to do so now i'm trying to come up with a couple things and I do believe that I am going to do that uh, tour of honor here in Florida at the very least. Yeah. I think I'm going to sign up the same thing. I want to do at least Washington and, and probably hit Oregon. It's like, you know, when Michael messed me, he's like, Hey, what's one more reason to go for a ride? I was like, dude, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm there. I mean, I'm not a veteran. I, I was really close. I almost went into the Navy and then I, I got offered a job in Alaska and it's like, go play with Tonka trucks. It's like fucking dude, I'm game. So, <laughs> right. You know, I I volunteer with the, you know, give my time to the Patriot Guard and, you know, a lot of my family are, are military veterans. And that's just something I hold, I hold near and dear to my heart. And, you know, the money goes for a good cause. It's, you know, hey, it's one more reason to go ride. And, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah. I mean, with, with this whole entire process, you know, and I, I think uh, Beth and all those guys, you know, with the Hokahei Motorcycle Challenge that, you know, Yes, you know, locally, you know, even with uh, the boost fighters, you know, we do a lot of uh, local help, you know, poker runs and stuff like that, you know, try to help raise money for local stuff. But I mean, this kind of widened my horizon to a, a whole different level of what it what it means to actually give back. And the simple fact that I'm a, a medically re- retired Marine, you know, I'm I have that extra time and the feeling that you get when you do and are able to give back like that, you know, is just humbling. So it's something that I'm probably going to do for years and years to come. Uh, I'll definitely keep you, you know, in touch and involved as, you know, everything escalates and, you know, I hope that a lot more comes from it and, uh, you know, we raise a shit ton more money for these combat vets. Because obviously that's really dear to my heart, you know. 
I know I know what they're going through, so I can relate. Yeah, and like I said, you know, it's as you progress and you do more and more. I mean, I hey, I'm honored to help share everything, help out where you know wherever I can, and you know how I can. And even dude, I'd I'd love to go over, you know, even hook up and and do some of the rides and whatnot too. I mean, that's just the added bonus. But this whole adventure, this podcast, has grown so much from, you know, I had zero expectations of what it was going to do. You know, I just I wanted to meet more guys that. And within this community, I mean, not just guys, guys and gals that share this passion and, you know, the response from this, you know, little adventure I decided to take has been absolutely amazing. And man, I, I don't want to stop. It's, you know, the friendships from, I mean, seriously, every person I've had on is, is the reward itself. You know, the friendships helping how I can to, you know, promote little whatnot they have going, whether it's charities you know, rides, poker rides, anything. And it's, it's an honor and, and so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. So now I know also you've done a whole bunch of uh, iron butt rides too, haven't you? Uh, so I've done plenty of iron butts technically, but I've never put one into the IBA association at all. Uh, yeah. And even with me doing uh, the Hoka Hay, you know, None of that counts because you know you got to have the the receipts and stuff. I hope that changes into the right. the, the future. Uh, just for a simple fact of uh, you know a GPS is following you and then tracking you, and there's a timestamp of of pretty much everything when you start your bike, when you stop your bike, and stuff. So, but coming into the future, you'll probably start seeing me do quite a bit more. And actually, you know, go through the IBA and get those certificates. Yeah, I've seen, yeah, and I, of course, I listened to the whole Go Home, Home Ken one. You know, I think he did like 54 in a year. And I know K Solo has done a shit ton too. So, you know, not that I can, you know, keep up with those fellows, but, you know, it's something that I really didn't know about, you know, when I first started riding. You know, to me, I guess. I guess how I kind of grew up in the world that, you know, it wasn't like a, Hey, that's something I had to go do and go get this certificate for. Uh, but now as being more of a seasoned endurance rider, you know, I don't think it's more of like a, Hey, look at me thing, but you know, it's an honor to be able to do that stuff. Oh, very true. And I'm, you know, it's kind of like what I've told the Kenneth and, you know, we have, you can look at the motorcycle community as a whole. You can take, you know, I mean, I'll throw the Hokahay, the Iron Butt Rally, or even, you know, Iron Butt Riders. It's an elite group with inside that because, I mean, I've done one. I mean, I didn't certify it through the uh, Iron Butt. I did mine through Ride 1K in a day. And people look at it like, dude, why, why would you want to ride a 1,000 miles in one day? So, like, you know what? I want to – it's a challenge for myself. Can mentally, physically – physically can i do it and when i did mine last year it's like dude i had an absolute blast and you know some people look like you're stupid it's like dude until you do one you, you don't quite understand because it's like you can you start off it's like man i got a long way to oh go. yeah but you know like me you know following the gps all of a sudden you might hit you know you're three quarters of the way through dude, 700 miles like fuck i got 300 miles to go or 200 miles and 
you get to that last quarter of the run and all of a sudden the adrenaline's picking up and the whole rush of it. It's like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm, I'm almost done. You know what? And it's, it's a mental challenge to yourself. And dude, I had an absolute blast when I did mine and I'm looking forward. I got some killer ideas for this year. You know, I'd like to actually do certify a couple through the iron, Butt association also, but I have some great ideas coming this year and I want to do more. I mean, it's, it's whole. It's, oh, a challenge. it's definitely challenging. I mean, uh, you know, like when I went in the Marine Corps, you know, and I even started talking about it. Of course, you know, my mom wanted nothing with me in the military whatsoever. You know, however, I was already eighteen. I was going to make my decision, and she she backed me on it. But you know, if I was going to do anything in the military, I was going to do the hardest one that I knew of, which is the Marine Corps. You know, it's about challenging yourself and, you know, going through boot camp and going to war and stuff like that. You see how far you're able to actually go, which is an insane thought just in itself. And then, you know, now you take it into, you know, motorcycles and and you do do a thousand miles. And most people you talk to are like, oh, man, that's stupid. That makes no sense. You know, people cross the country to go see family and stuff like that all the time in a vehicle and don't think too much about it. But, you know, I could do that on a motorcycle, go see family for the weekend and come back. Uh, and you're doing it at a fraction of the cost of a Oh, car. absolutely. And, you know, just like you said, you know, it's it's a it's a huge challenge to to do it the first time. You know, I think the, the first day of the Hoka Hay uh and we weren't on highways we were on side roads you know we started it wasn't even a full 24 hours but we started at six o'clock in the morning and by midnight we still had i think 1350 miles already uh clocked in so uh me riot and gopher uh and i'm sure k solo and some of those other guys did too but i know me gopher and uh uh, Riot definitely, you know, did a super iron butt in the first day of the Hoka Hick. That's freaking cool. And, you know, the, the other cool thing that is really that I enjoy about this this episode is you're the third person out of the Asphalt 5. And I've already talked to Fetty. He's coming on here soon. I'm hooking up with him soon. And I got Hopper. He's coming on soon. And it's so cool to get all five of you guys to hear the stories and, you know, of a group, you know, how you guys finished was just absolutely amazing when it came to, you know, the challenge of the Hoka Hay and to finish it within, you know, that 10 day mark to be, you know, in that small group of people that did it in the first 10 days in itself is absolutely impressive. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, it was a pleasure for me, uh, I think it was just a few days ago. It might have been sometime last week, but I finally, uh, you know, I've had the trophies since I won the Hoka Hay, but I finally got the placard with my name, uh, with my nickname and my motorcycle number, you know, which will always be my Hoka Hay number no matter what. It's a lifetime number. Uh, but just knowing to put that thing on there and that I was the third name to be put on this particular trophy. You know, it, I mean, even the Hoka Hay has gone a long way to where it started out as a legit race that you're trying to raise money. 
then in 2014, you know, they wanted to make it more about raise money for uh, charities. And I know the, uh, the last two Hoka Hayes, we've raised over a half million, a half million dollars uh, for multiple different organizations. Uh, and that's something proud to be able to say. You know, Absolutely. It, it's amazing what a little bit of uh, money can do. You know, for for any veteran, I mean, there's so many homeless people on the sides of the roads. You know, I don't care what organization you're raising money for. You know, the fact that you're giving back and trying to raise money and and be selfless and help somebody else. That to me, you know, that that shows, you know, somebody's character. Oh, totally. And I mean, and. And through, you know, yourself, what, you know, you're raising money for your charity, you know, after, you know, meeting Riot, what he's doing, KSO and all, all you guys has inspired me tremendously. And, you know, which has pushed me, which I'm doing a, I'm in the beginning stages. I got everything planned. I'm putting on a poker run this summer up here in Washington. It's, you know, I'm in, I'm going to start small. I, I got a 300, roughly say 305 mile loop planned. It's going to be a poker run. There's, you know, you're going to draw five cards and, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick the charity. I, I pretty much have the idea. I think the first year I would like, love to help out Riot's cause. And, but you guys have been so inspirational to me. It's like, man, I, I want to, you know, take the next step and help more people that I can. And why not do, do it like what you guys are doing? I mean, motorcycles are a passion for me also. And, why not take that drive of motorcycles and help, you know, somebody or an organization, you know, I'm, I'm setting a goal. I'd love to raise a thousand dollars. That's my goal for this year. And I don't think it's too hard. You know, I have some plans for, you know, doing some silent auctions and whatnot. And I enjoy furniture building, you know, and woodworking. So I'm going to do some stuff to help, you know, do a silent auction during the ride, you know, bring stuff there you up. Go. And, you know, I, that's what I'm gonna do this summer. And, that's my goal. And, you know, thanks to you and, and everybody else for inspiring me and pushing me to, you know, the little next step. And I, I can't wait. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely being around more people that, that do do uh, this type of stuff, you know, definitely helps. You know, it definitely gives you a little bit more motivation. And especially like when you do raise that thousand dollars and you can give that to the organization of your choice, you know, it's a tremendous feeling just being able to to give that over like hey you know I, I just helped at least one veteran i just helped get a homeless guy off the street or at, actually you know gave him some food or something like that like and i get it you know there's you know probably tens of thousands of homeless people out there i've been lied to by many you know homeless people as well yeah, you know, I've been through some of them gas station uh, little trips where you go there, and and I've had it all over the country, not just in one state where you know you get the you know poor me stuff, and they just sit there and do that as a job. You know, it's not even that they're poor; they just do it as a job because it's easier money to go ask others for money. Yeah, but right. that's not all people. You know the 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 True. the guys out there that want to be helped you know we're able to help a little and that's you know what i do locally here you know there's multiple uh like 
close things, you know, in uh, Volusia County and stuff like that, where they try to help uh, not just homeless vets, but uh, just homeless in general. So I try to do my part when I can. I mean, even outside of, you know, doing stuff like the hokey and, and whatnot, I still go out to do other events that have nothing to do with, you know, raise money from my organization. There's always something to do. I mean, well, I live here in Florida, you know, Daytona Bike Week's here right now. I'm having at least a half million uh, bikers coming. They're on their way now, and a bunch of them's already here. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like for me in the early 2000s, I used to ride the uh, Lawman 1000. It was it started as a charity ride put on by, uh, I do believe it was some uh, King County Sheriff's Department started it years ago. I think it actually started probably in the late eighties, nice. early nineties. They would pick a charity and they would ride for it for three years. Like uh, I did it for a couple of years. I mean, and actually, it's how I started riding some of the longer distance trips with my dad. They would pick a charity like uh, three years. They would do Fred Hutchinson's Society for Burn Victims. The uh, three years I rode it, it was for the Pediatric Interim Care Center, which cared for drug addicted newborn babies. And they would pick the same charity for three years and then That's they awesome. would change it. You know, their their destinations would be in Idaho, Oregon, Washington. Everybody would meet, you know, it started over by a SeaTac in Seattle. Your first day, like it would start on a Saturday. They would have, a, you know, a pre-routed route. You wouldn't know until you got there Saturday. You could, you know, do your pre-enrollment, whatnot. You'd sign up, get your paperwork. Hey, here's the map. Here's your route you're taking. You would do 500 miles on that Saturday. You'd get down to the destination. Like one year I did it to Pendleton. You know, they ran us down by the California border back up through uh, Central Oregon. It was a killer ride. And there's a big banquet dinner and, you know, stuff. And you'd get pledges to, you know, people support you, you know, pledge, hey, you know, penny a mile. Or they could just yep, do a flat yep, donation. Well. And you'd, you'd raise money for that. And they'd have a big dinner. And basically your second 500 miles on Sunday would have been, would be your ride home. And that was a lot of fun, but those guys kind of retired from it. They put it on for so long, the same group of people, and they, you know, as all of us, we're getting yeah. older. And it, it kind of stopped, but my dad kind of took it on, and he continued. It wasn't, it wasn't under the same name, but he would get a group of, you know, 20 to 30-ish people, and they would, every June, he kind of kept it going with a group of people and a lot of his friends, and they would, they kept continuing to do it. It was you know, which was awesome. And, you know, you know, my dad is also like my best friend and he's another one that's very, you know, inspirational to what I'm doing. And, you know, what he's done is, is freaking awesome. And, you know, I want to, I want to kind of continue something like that and, you know, start small and maybe over the years, maybe it'll grow bigger, but, you know, I want to do something to also help give back. And, you know, my wife and our family, you know, we're, you know, very big on giving back, helping our community where we can. And, you know, I want to take this adventure on with, motorcycling because you know like you i mean it's it's part of my life as a passion and why not take that and also make that contribute to do something better for you know a person a group or an organization and yeah absolutely i mean i think america needs to get i mean i know a lot of the motorcycle communities you know pretty much like this anyways but i think america really needs to get back to you know some of our roots you know just being a good neighbor yeah it's yeah, yeah, about just being there for other people, you know, not always making everything about yourself. Yeah, you know, 
you see grandma across the street, you know, having a difficult time, you know, getting in her house from getting some groceries, go help her. You know, it's little simple things that you can exactly. do that, that really, it, it, it could change somebody's day. Somebody could have a bad day and you just open the door for somebody and that could change their day right there. And it could be something like you're saying, as simple as holding the door for somebody or, you know, they drop something, you pick it up. It it doesn't have to be something huge. It's the little things that you can do that just can bring a smile to somebody or just yeah, a absolutely. small relief. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, man. So you got, you know, what's your uh, kind of some of your game plan rides that you got going on for this? Year? Well, like I said, the tour of honor I'm thinking about doing. Uh, so last October, I ended up getting in a uh, in a car crash. I had a lady, you know, try to do a hit and run on me, rammed into me doing about 50 miles at a dead stop at a light and then backed up and tried to take off. Luckily, I caught up enough to get her tags and whatnot, so I'm still going through uh, the lawyers and whatnot. Herniated a couple discs on my back, so I'm just now getting back on the bike, uh, starting to put some miles on. I should be, I'm hoping to be fine for the next Hoka Hay, uh, probably uh, in April with, uh, with that ride. Hopefully, if everything goes smooth. I'll start doing a little bit more rides, but right now I'm trying to just get back on the bike and uh, see what uh, what I can do and kind of go from there. You know, doing it small. You know, still going through chiropractic and doing some home therapy and whatnot. So we'll see. As long as everything pans out, you know, I'll, I'll have some kind of ride together towards the end of this year, and then of course. Next year, uh, uh, my plan is, you know, I'm already signed up for the 2022 uh, Hokey Challenge as well. So I have some goals and, you know, I'll have some parties coming up uh, this year as well. Everything's still uh, under the gun and getting some negotiations and timing and, you know, because, you know, some of these bars and some of these events or vendors and other establishments, you know, they have other events going on throughout the year, so it takes a little bit to, you know, run down a specific date and whatnot. I'm hoping to have a good, good sized party right. uh, in September. Uh, yeah, it's like last year at Bike Week, you know, ran into the guys at Catskill Mountain Thunder uh, Resort up in. Uh, New York met all those guys, you know, they have their own rally up there, a motorcycle rally. And man, that group is so, so badass. you know, the shirt off their back kind of guys. And, you know, they actually, you know, for my Hoka Hay last year, they actually did a small event that I couldn't make it to still raise some money for my organization and helped out. And they're actually in town right now, uh, yeah. And they're talking about throwing another party that I can actually get up there and make it to uh, sometime this year. So we haven't set a date on that. You know, we're still working through things, but you know, there's definitely some events going on. Uh, if if anybody wants to keep up with it, 
you know, get on Facebook, Diesel's Hoka Hay Challenge. Uh, we're still working on the website, so uh, that's not up right now, but anything will be on my Facebook uh, page and, you know, just make sure to check it out every now and then I'll be, you know, putting more live videos and, uh, actually I'm going to be raffling off my championship helmet. I've got a nice glass, uh, or nice case for it. Try to raise more money that way. Uh, I might actually have a bike later on this year to, uh, auction off, uh, do some kind of take a raffle or you know, lot, lots of ideas. Definitely uh, <laughs> still a lot of planning to do. <laughs> oh, I understand. It definitely <laughs> takes some work to uh, to do this stuff and, you know, uh, to, to try to raise money. But, you know, I got some good people backing me. You know, Gwen and JoJo, you know, they really helped me out a lot last year with the Hoka Hay and they're still here, you know, to help me with parties and stuff like that. And, you know, we really got a good crew of a bunch of people that just want to help out. So I feel blessed that I, I have people like that, that can, uh, you know, assist and help out. You know, it does motivate other people, you know, even to get behind your cause, you know, like when you're raising your thousand bucks, you know, your goal this year, you know, you're going to inspire other people just be on board with you and, you know, help you with it. Yeah. Thank you. And it is, you know, it's a lot of fun. It, it's a neat feeling to, to, you know, set your goals and hopefully, you know, knock off those goals you have. And, you know, that's, that's a whole reward. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'll, I'll definitely, you know, anything, you know, as you, you know, start posting your events on your Facebook, you know, I'll, I'll definitely follow along and, you know, share those on the V twin life Facebook page and, you know, gladly and, you know, honored to help out any way I can to help promote what you got going on. And, you know, hopefully it's oh, one absolutely. more person that sees it. And, and that that's half the battle, <clears throat> you know. A lot of people, you know, think like, okay, you know, this many people like a page or whatnot. Well, that's one extra person that, you know, might be able to help or know somebody that might be able to help. You know, there's always uh, businesses and organizations that's looking to donate money and don't know where to go to. So, you know, yeah, the more true. people the information gets out to, the more people know. You know, and that, that goes hand in hand, you know, that you're doing the podcast and, you know, helping me get some information out there as well, you know, promotes uh, kind of what you're doing with the podcast put you guys out there you know we in a sense we all kind of help each other out yeah very true you know that's a great way to put it it is you know and it's all you know the motorcycle community coming together as a whole you know we're all looking out for each other and everybody wants to help each other i mean the the motorcycle community is so supportive within itself it's it is an awesome community to oh be yeah <laughs> It's actually kind of funny, you know, there's quite a few times on the Hoka Hay that, like, I would have a couple car, like, full of people, you know, like, uh, yeah, I knew some of the guys that were at different checkpoints, you know, that were in my club and stuff, but then there was just random people that just, they knew who I was and where I was and were tracking me down just to ride, like, ride behind me in a car for, you know, a couple miles, 
which is awesome. You know, you see the support of those people, and it just if it, it feels you oh, even more, absolutely. drives you to keep going. Yeah, it's definitely uh, like that stuff right there was a motivator too. You know, <laughs> seeing people, you know, sometimes on the side of the road with a sign. Yeah, I know Riot got uh, a little bit more than that than me because with me going through first, now they kind of knew the route that uh, was being taken. So I know, uh, I think in Virginia somewhere, you know, there was two big uh, plywood pieces of wood that had, you know, go right signs because they knew exactly where it was, which is actually funny in itself because that same person was trying to track me down for, I think, a couple hours. And then at the end of the day, I ended up going right by his, like, by his house on his road. So when Riot came back through, all they had to do was put up the, the plywood piece of wood. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. It's funny how uh, some of this stuff works out. That's for damn sure. Yeah. As you know, like I said, that, that little bit of sign that just gives you that little bit more drive kind of feels what you got going and just helps oh, you get to the next spot. And, you know, another thing, too, that I'll bring up is, you know, I don't know how I got lucky, but I only had rain, I think, three times. Uh, the one time I kind of just needled through, you know, on the east side of Colorado. Uh, when I was going through Kentucky, I got like two or three hours of rain. And then I think Connecticut, you know, I had damn near a mist. I never even had to put rain gear on for that. Yeah, I... I was able to get to all the checkpoints, you know, still in the daylight uh, before they closed. Sometimes it was like 10 minutes before they closed, but I still made it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you made it. That's all that and then, You know, some of that doing with time, you know, it was like some of the, the things and, yeah, I think in Pennsylvania, we were going through this section where you go down into this park and you're going down into the woods and stuff and I'm going through it in the daylight and, you know, people let you know a little bit like, Hey, those guys are, you know, probably two hours behind you or whatnot. Yeah. I, I do get texts and stuff. I just try to stay off of all that stuff. But, uh, as you're going through and the next thing you know, I was riding through that section and it, it's slowly getting dark, you know, but still I'm able to, you know, hit my corners and, have fun in the light knowing that those guys are going to hit it in the dark and not be able to hit it, you know, as fun as I could. Yeah. I, I ran into some roads going in up towards uh, New York that I can't wait to go back to. I didn't even know the, the road existed, but I cannot wait to go up there, man. Those switchbacks were so fun. And at some point I, and hopefully in the next Hoka, Hey, I do end up, uh, I think I'm missing like four or five states in the country uh, yet to ride. Yeah, there's plenty of states I've ridden, uh, you know, several, several times. But out there, I ain't hit Washington or Oregon, I know for sure. North Dakota, I ain't touched. Uh, I've been to Yellowstone twice on the motorcycle. So, you know, not too many people can say that they've been out that way. Jackson Hole. Uh, Wyoming is actually where uh, 
HOV, which is honoring our veterans, is actually uh, from. That's one of my favorite places in the world. You know, the the Grand Tetons are. Uh, that's just such a beautiful mountain range. And anything around Yellowstone is just beautiful. I don't care who you are. Well, one cool one is uh, Eastern Oregon. If you're heading on uh, 84, you're heading, I guess you could say, yeah. east, basically, out of Pendleton, Oregon. On 84, as you head up towards uh, Dead Man's Pass, I can't remember what they call it. It's not Cottonwood. It's fucking slipped my mind. But, it, dude, the fucking freeway switchbacks as you're going east. And it is the absolute oh, most yeah. freaking amazing ride. Oh, it is absolutely killer. I, I did it once and, uh, last summer and when my boys actually ended up playing a baseball tournament down there, uh, I took my daughter, say, you want to go for a cool ride? Cause we were staying at a hotel that was like a mile from it. I said, Hey, let's go for a ride. You're going to fucking love this. And I took her up it and I got some cool GoPro footage that someday I should edit, but Oh, it was Hell absolutely yeah. I'm fucking all about, awesome. Uh, any kind of curves. Yeah. That's one thing that sucks about living in Florida is, you know, there's not too many curves. There's more straight roads than anything. But, you know, I do go out of state, you know, quite often, so it's not too bad. North Carolina is not too far away. And, of course, you got Georgia. There's so many places to go ride. Oh, yeah. Cabbage Hill, that's what yeah, it's I'll called. Yeah, i have to check it out when I get out that way. Yeah, in Eastern Oregon, it's absolutely – oh, it's freaking awesome. I know one thing, uh, you know, if – I got a feeling I'm going to end up with one of them uh, Pan Americas. Uh, you know, they're just so so much lighter, and it's still a Harley. But coming out of the eastern side uh, of Yosemite, as you're going south, there's a highway. I think it's uh, 68 going towards Vegas. You know, that's probably one of my top three roads right there that I that I enjoyed. You know, coming from a motocross background, you know, of course, I was on my Harley. I actually had a passenger on the back, so I wasn't able to hit some of it as hard as I wanted to. But, you know, if I had, like, a more supermoto kind of bike, you know, there was so many, like, tabletops, like, just natural in-the-road tabletops that I wanted to hard. Even on my, my, my road glide, <laughs> I wanted to hit them. But, you know, if I end up with one... The Pan Pan Americas, I'm telling you, I'm gonna go back. I fucking love that road. I can't wait to hit it again. You just gotta watch your gas, <laughs> man. You, you ever hit a? I guess it'll be Western Montana. You ought to check out Lolo Pass. That no, I, I haven't done that either. Uh, the most I've been in Montana was the northern side of uh, Yellowstone. It's like 200 miles of nothing but twists and turns along. It's two different rivers. I can't remember the river on the Montana side, but then when you crest the Bitterroot and you start coming down through the Idaho part of the Panhandle, you're on the Clearwater. And I mean, it's, dude, it's 200 miles of like switchbacks, turns back and forth along the river, and it is oh, absolutely nice. freaking gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, I even had fun in uh, Yosemite. There's a lot of fun uh, roads there right by the river, you know, a bunch of switchbacks and stuff. See, that's all the fun part, getting out on the bike and just exploring places that you haven't been and you know it's like when I, I did a few routes the only thing you know i'll play with google maps it's like you know i'll try to map out basically fuel stations like all right if i get here 
you know, I'll, I'll map out, you know, 175-ish miles. Okay, I need to start figuring out a, a fuel stop here. And that's about all I ever tried to figure out was just watching my fuel stops when it came to, you know, long-distance traveling where I'm Oh, yeah, you know, I'll tell you one thing. That's myself. one of the hardest things about, you know, doing the Hokahe Motorcycle Challenge is you don't know where the gas stations are. You don't know where you're going. And, you know, once, especially when you get out west, you know, uh, you'll, you'll see a random sign that says, you know, no gas for 130 miles. So if you just pass a gas station 25 miles ago and you can't make it to the next gas station, you better turn around and go get gas or you're going to have a bad day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I ran out of gas once last summer because one of my little areas when I was playing with the Google map showed me the gas station when I went to pull in there and far eastern Oregon, the fucking gas station oh, was still Jesus. under construction yeah, and wasn't suck. done. And then I ended, I ended up running out of gas about 10 miles later down the highway and my only saving grace is my wife and kids were behind me in the in the car and they were coming up and so they, you know, continued another 20 miles down the highway and bought a gas can, some gas and came back and saved my ass, but you know, it's all part of the adventure. I can laugh about it now. I mean, at the moment it sucked, but it's like, you know what? It'll be all right. I got, you know, plans oh, in order and well, things like will work road, out. I was just telling you uh, that 68 and those uh, curvy sections on the east side of Yosemite, you know, I got gas. And from where, you know, it told me where the next gas station was because I knew I was going towards the desert. I knew I was going to Vegas. So I had plenty of miles, you know, to get there. But I didn't know the road was going to be so fun. I didn't know that I was going to, you know, be NASCAR and through, you know, these curvy sections. So, <laughs> so NASCAR oh, through it, like that. You ain't first, you're last. <laughs> but no, you That's know, right. like once you start NASCAR and through it and you're having a ball and, you know, there's a couple like cut roads, you know, to, to get over. I think that was like, 75 or something like that the road that goes south towards uh vegas i might be wrong shoot i've only been there once but uh once i started getting on more straight roads i'm looking down i'm looking at my gps of where the gas station is and i'm looking down and they're not adding up so i ended up having to cut throttle completely <laughs> yeah even the first day of the hoka hey me go for a uh, riot like that was probably the close. Well, the time I was just telling you about and the Hokahay were two of the, the closest times I've ever had of being out of gas and not knowing if I was going to get there. But on the Hokahay, I think we were probably in first gear, you know, maybe second gear doing like 20 miles an hour just to get to the gas station. And somehow we got there. I think my best when I did mine, I missed a gas stop in Idaho and found this little podunk general store at Ross Lake, Idaho, and took, I think it was 4.7 uh-huh. gallons or 5 gallons. <laughs> it's pants. definitely a, a messed up feeling, that's for sure. You definitely don't, especially out that way. You know, I yeah. made sure I always had, or I tried to have six, at least six liters of water with me at all times. You know, you'd be surprised, you know, when you do do the long endurance rides that, you know, your body sweats a shit ton. And you need a lot of fluids going in. Otherwise, you will start feeling bad. You know, you'll get that fatigue and stuff like that. Well, that's true. Some, you know, one of my very first episodes I did with uh, Leo McElrath on Instagram. He's known as Ellen Four Photo. 
you know, he's a into, you know, doing iron butt rides, you know, pushing miles. And one of his big things is one of his biggest tips is every gas station you're filling up your bike, drink a bottle of water, not just, not just fill your bike, but you know, get some fuel for yourself, some fluids. I I think on the Hoka Hay, I lost probably 15 pounds. You know, and all I was doing was riding, but you know, it, it, like motocross is one of the most enduring sports there is, you know, because you know, your heart rate is constantly up, your bot all every part of your body is being moved. Uh, it's just very enduring, and even you know, on rides like this, you know, you're going through these curvy sections, every curve is making your whole body move, adjust, and uh, it puts a lot of strain on your body. Yeah, it surprises me sometimes knowing <laughs> how much weight I end up losing on certain events and stuff. I I think back to my motocross days when I was younger. Oh, and the biggest thing was freaking arm pump. I feel you. I'm kind of glad that I don't get too much oh. arm pump when I <laughs> when I go through the curvy sections. You know, if I was on motocross bike, it'd be different. But at least I'm a Harley. I don't really get arm pump like I ever did in motocross. But that does suck. <laughs> I don't, I don't either, either but I don't miss it. I remember going to, you know, doing track days and whatnot. I'd take freaking bananas because the potassium in the bananas would help, you know, relax it and take it away. But, man, that was – I think that was probably one of the more brutal things of, you know, motocross when you just aren't ready and your oh, forearms feel like they're going to yeah. explode. Even when I was on that ride, you know, I'd have to stop and get orange juice sometimes, you know, try to get some – some different stuff in me because you're losing, you know, you're eating jerky. You're trying to do, you know, I was doing uh, different shakes and stuff like that, that some of like the endurance runners and stuff like that end up doing. And I probably need to do a little bit more research for the next one, but uh, I tried to do the best that I could, but you know, I I did have one day. uh, I think I was, going into Pennsylvania and man, I just, I felt like shit. Like I hadn't been getting too much sleep and I, I just didn't feel like I was going to be able to go any further. So I stopped. I seen this little uh, church, little place that had a pavilion. I got in the pavilion and passed out for like a half an hour. Had a weird, really weird dream. I didn't want to talk about it. It was so weird. <laughs> but, you know, of course, I ended up waking up and I, I got, you know, people calling me like, hey, you're stopped. Are you okay? Are you okay? Yes, I'm okay. You know, oh, well, you're about to get past. Hurry up. And I'm like, no. At the end of the day, it's about me and my safety and what's good for me. Yeah, you know, not worried about getting past. You know, it's not all about getting there first. You know, that, I mean, for me, it was just about the, the journey and the ride. You know, being out there ahead, you know, definitely motivated <clears throat> me and whatnot. And it definitely, you know, helps a little bit with my organization I'm raising money for, but it's not worth my life. Yeah. So right, you got to be safe and be able to get to the half end. Hour nap and uh, go for didn't pass me. And I ended up, you know, getting a good gap on him. You know, it, it was the best thing I could have done. Yeah, it was just little things like that, that that do help out. Absolutely, man. Hey, you ever make it over to Western Washington, over to the peninsula, man, I got a 30-foot motor home, and you're more than welcome ever to crash. I'd be honored, dude. I'd, 
you know, we'll fire up some awesome burgers in the smoker. And, oh, absolutely, you know, I'll man. give you the best if fucking dinner ever If I make it out that had. way, I'll definitely hit you up and uh, we'll meet in person or, <clears throat> you know, if you end up going to an event, you know. Uh, actually, you're going to know quite a few of us. You know, who knows? You might say, fuck it, want to come to the 2022 uh, Hokahe uh, starting line or something. You never know. <laughs> dude, that, that's, that'd be awesome. But yeah. You know, there's always a place, hey, dude. I got the beer fridge in the shop that is always fully stocked. And oh, hey, I appreciate it. You're welcome anytime, my friend. Awesome, man. Hey, dude, thanks so much for, you know, taking time every night and, you know, oh, absolutely. Some stories I mean, honestly, and sharing some adventures from the road. For hours about all kinds of stuff. Sometimes I'm a little wishy washy. I'll go from one thing to another. Yeah, I crack myself up a lot of times. <laughs> I make my own jokes at myself. <laughs> but it's all about, it's all about having fun and, well, you, you know, know you... making other people laugh, and you know, as long as everybody's having a good time, I don't care. It's it's all that. Life is short, man. That that's the exactly. biggest thing and... I can tell anybody. You know, from from losing loved ones and everything, is life is short. I'm not promised, you know, to to wake up in the morning. I'm not promised tomorrow at all. You know, so it is what it is. Live for your life. You know, you never know when we're going. Well, it's like I said, you know, you got tons of stories, but, you know, with everything you got going on, dude, I'd be honored, you know, here in the future, come back for part two. You can continue on, you know, talk about more upcoming plans. And, dude, I'd be honored. I'd love to have you back. We can talk more stories and, you know, the friendship we got going on, the phone calls we've had, the text messages, man, dude, that for me. That's reward. Yeah, man. absolutely. I to, to Reach out anytime. And, yeah. You know, continue this. I, Facebook, whatever. Yeah, I'm always posting stuff, you know, even on my personal page, you know, yeah. I'm always posting something. So, and, you know, for everybody following along, what's, you know, your Facebook page Diesel's is Hoka Diesel's Hoka 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 Adventures, and, or I can't exactly remember. Uh, if I change that, I'll update it, but, because uh, I'm thinking about making it more of a, not just about the Hoka Hay, but anybody that's already on the page, if I change the name, that's all it's going to do is change the name of it. But we'll deal with that then, and I'll advertise it uh, right. if I if I make those changes. But for yeah, for now to keep up with anything that I do uh, on the motorcycle or in the motorcycle world, uh, Diesel's Hoka Hay Challenge, uh, just on Facebook. You know, come out, like it, and uh, you know, I got some decent Perfect. videos out there, and you know, I'm always doing updates to let everybody know what I'm doing. And here we are bike week you know i'm still looking for you know more sponsors you know it don't have to necessarily be a sponsor from uh you know motorcycle you know dealership or a certain brand of something you know one thing that's nice about you know raise money for combat veterans is anybody can donate anybody can help out so if anybody's out there that is listening that wants to donate and you know help a combat veteran you know hit us up. You can message me at any time, you know, on the, on the Facebook page. And yeah, I'd love to see, you know, anybody out at any of the events that I'm doing. Uh, I do live down here in Florida. I'm just South of uh, Daytona beach. So bike week right now is right here with me. I'm actually trying to meet up with a bunch of uh, the Hoka Hay guys at some time during uh, bike week. So if uh, you see my Hoka Hay bike around somewhere, come say hi. 
Absolutely, you know, and as you share more stuff, upcoming events, you know, I'm going to be also following along on your page, be sharing stuff also on the V Twin Life, and heck yeah, man, I'm I'm on it. I'll help share everything I can, and you know, maybe I can bring one more person to the cause. That's the goal. One more person. Hell yeah, man! I appreciate you dollar, what, having me on more. here. Yeah, we'll keep in touch, and uh, as I start getting my uh, events and dates and stuff like that, uh, I'll definitely get up with you, and maybe we will do you know another one of these and bullshit some more, yeah. and yeah. You know, there's so many stories from the whole oh, hey, that I could tell, you know, <laughs> and, and sometimes, and I, I think we kind of talked about it a little bit too, is I do think it would be pretty cool if we end up doing like an asphalt five kind of one that all of us are talking about the same thing, you know, but we all have different perspectives. Like I haven't listened to uh K solos yet. I know you did his, uh, so I look forward to, uh, you know, hearing that one as well. You know, we all have a different perspective of, of how, you know, the event went down because we all dealt with different things and different bike issues or, <laughs> or whatnot. So it's always nice seeing all sides of it. That's for sure. Oh, actually, you know, and sometime might, you know, somebody might mention something that's going to oh, yeah, trigger know, one more thing Ryan's, for you that you might've forgot about. Uh, but I think he's in North Carolina tonight. He'll be down here in Florida tomorrow, but he's visiting family. So I'll see him next week, but me and him's really tight. And I know that as soon as we get together, we're going to end up reminiscing about a bunch of stuff. And, you know, we always did before we did the Hoka stuff, you know, we've been friends, you know, for quite some time, probably about six, seven years at least. So, so yeah, I look forward to some of those stories. Yeah, I'm hoping to see Hopper and K Solo and Fede and uh, all those guys uh, in the next two weeks. That's awesome, man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, ho- hope you guys all hook up and have a good time. That'd be killer. <laughs> you know, <Cool>. it. <laughs> reminiscing of memories. Right on. Well, dude, thanks. Hey, thank you so much for you know taking time out of your night and absolutely and coming on and, and shooting I, the shit I and telling it, some stories, you know, man. I appreciate you ha- uh, having me on here for sure. Yeah. Oh man, it's been an honor. You know, and, and I'm. I'm very grateful. And hey, thank you all for tuning in to the V Twin Life on Mile Post 32 with Diesel. Hey, feel free to follow along on the V Twin Life Adventures at the V Twin Life underscore podcast on Instagram. It's just the V Twin Life on Facebook. Hey, if you like this content, hey, don't forget, hey, hit the subscribe button, follow along. If you share the passion for motorcycles, you want to be a guest, hey, you can shoot me an email at the V Twin Life at gmail.com or uh, hey, shoot me a message on Instagram or even on Facebook Messenger. So until next time, guys, hey, enjoy the road, ride safe, have fun. Hey, man, no Diesel, worries. Hey, thank I you so much it. for coming on tonight, man. All right, right, will do. I'll it's been a lot to. of fun, bro. <laughs> hey, ride safe, man. Full throttle, buddy. There you go, buddy. You know Later. Why?